Baruch Hashem, let us begin. Baruch Hashem, we're so blessed to have another day, another chance of life. Baruch Hashem, a, um, I want to begin with a, with, a, with a quote that someone put on last night, which was, which was so powerful. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's every morning you have two choices. You could continue to sleep with your dreams or wake up and chase them. Right? So Baruch Hashem, right, we're able to, to wake up and to, <coughs> if, I could, if, I could, uh, if I could say, Yoni, you heard this quote? Ready? Here it is. Right? See, Yoni, this, Yoni lives like this. Every morning you have two choices. You could continue to sleep with your dreams or wake up and chase them, right? So what's the shot? I want to be medayik. Also, you don't have to say wake up, not medayik. I'm saying it's a line. You don't have to chase your dreams. You live your dreams. You live it. You're, you're, you're creating creating your dreams. Yeah, Nisano. Um, so Samuel wrote this morning. Yeah. Right, 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 exactly. Right, right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. So what's the pshat? The pshat is that, that Baruch Hashem, we're here this morning, and what we want to try and do, each and every one wants us, what, what, what we can do, each and every one of us, is we could live the day that we want to live. We could think the thoughts that we want to think. We could begin our day <laughs> as we try and do every day. We could be, begin our day with positivity. We could begin our day, and I want to reiterate, Positivity doesn't mean that you're thinking positive thoughts right now. Positivity means that a person could accept the fact that he has negative thoughts. If you have negative thoughts, by you accepting the fact that you have negative thoughts, that is a positive thought. And the more a person can learn, and the more a person can try to, to create within himself positive thoughts, and positivity and love and a person can look to judge himself Latov and judge other people for good and to not speak any Lashon Hara that's one of the most uh, powerful things as, as the Chavetz Chaim says on page 161 Shlomo HaMelech says there are six types of people now listen to this who Hashem and this is very powerful what does that mean that Hashem despises it means a person wants to know how to live my life. You want to know how to live your life? So you want to understand the one who created my life, the one who created the world, what does he love? You'll get married, and you'll see, how are you going to have a good relationship with your wife? You want to know, what is my wife like, and what is she not like? And if your wife doesn't like something, then you're not going to do it. So Hashem says, these are things that I can't handle. Ready? These are things I despise. A big shot, Somebody who's a haughty person, which Amir Tashem we're gonna we're gonna uh, learn about today in Mitzvah Sharm. Number two is a liar. Number three is a murderer. Look where look how this uh, one who contemplates wicked thoughts, one whose feet run to harm people, to do harm, and a false witness. Someone who who's a witness. Thank you so much. Someone who's a witness. And he testifies falsely. However, listen to this. Shlomo Amelech concludes, and he says, V'sheva 
Toyavus Nafshoi, the seventh person Hashem despises the most, more than a murderer. Thank you so much. Why? Could you imagine this? Okay. No. Wait. The seventh one, that was number six. Who is this person? Mishaleach Madonim Bain Achim. Someone who spreads hatred amongst people, which is really Rechilis. Someone who causes hatred between friends. So somebody who goes around, right? What is Rechilis, as we said? Mentioning a phrase which will awaken ill feelings from one person to another. One who causes additional hatred between people who are already enemies in the past is also Rechilis. Why? Because you're adding fuel to the fire. You have two people who don't like each other. You have two people who you knew and know have, you know, trouble. And what do you do? Through one's comments, you awaken ill feelings that already existed amongst two people. You are over Rechilis. For example... You know that when Mr. Singer borrowed your friend's vacuum cleaner, the front of it got smashed, okay? So Mr. Singer borrowed your friend's vacuum cleaner, and he didn't treat it properly. At a later date, right, we're at page, page 162, day 61, at a later date, you mentioned to your friend, do you know when some people vac- borrow vacuum cleaners, they are not careful how they handle it? You didn't even mention the guy's name. But what did you do? You re, you stirred up this this uh, negative thing that happened. So it's rechilis, even though you didn't mention his name, because as a result of your comment, your friend will remind himself about Mr. Singer's <coughs> negligence. Thus, you have caused your friend's anger to be awakened against Mr. Singer. Do you hear that's Hilchus rechilis alafiyud? Do you hear how dangerous the the a person being a negative person? You hear how, how, how dangerous it could be if you are a person who is not able to learn to deal, as we've said, Mitzorah is Motsi Ra. The Mitzorah is someone who talks Lashon Hara, is the Pshat that has nothing to do with other people. It's because you have this bad inside of you. You have this negativity inside of you, and you are not fixing it. You're not working on it. You're not changing it. And as long as you don't do that, you will spew negativity all around you. That's what happens when a person does that. If a person doesn't work on loving himself more, being more positive, working on himself, becoming someone who is, who is seeing the good, then what happens is that ends up that a person will go ahead and he'll cause, he'll cause other people also. He will be, right, when you're hanging around somebody who's negative, it brings that negative energy. When you're hanging around someone who's positive, that brings love around you. But it all begins from oneself. Question, comments, please. Question, comments, please. Yes. Yitzi. If you have like a random thing, you don't even know that what do you mean? What, what, I got the first part. I didn't get the second part. Like you so you don't know, know that he messed, messed up, right? Messed up your friend's vacuum. So would it be 
You don't, you don't know if Mr. Singer did this, but the other guy is like... Right, so, so I like that question. So that's also something, if you say, oh my gosh, who's that guy? Whoa, what happened to your vacuum cleaner? No, not like that. So what are you going to say? Hmm? So what would you say? <laughs> no, if you're just like, if you're like sitting around and you're like, you're like, um, I don't know, you're looking at a new vacuum cleaner, you're like, I would hate if someone would ruin this thing if I lent it to someone. Okay, that, right, so I, I guess that's fine. But again, why would a person even want to say, like, right, that... Right. Why would a person? Why, why wouldn't a person just say, "Wow, I'm so blessed to be able to buy a new vacuum cleaner, and this is great that I could afford a new vacuum cleaner, and I have eyes to see a new vacuum cleaner, and I have a house that I could vacuum, and I have a rug that I can vacuum clean, and I have kids who can make the floor dirty, and I have right, right, do that instead of saying right. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to for a person really living in that world. When you're living in that world. Right? A person says, oh, his kids are driving him crazy. He says, Baruch Hashem, I have kids to drive me crazy. Baruch Hashem. I'm up in the morning, right, 3 o'clock in the morning with my kids screaming. Baruch Hashem, I have kids to, to scream. That they, Baruch Hashem, I have ears, right? Remember that one, Yitzhi? Right, Baruch Hashem, I have ears that I could hear the, the, the annoying noise. You know, my roommate is keeping me up at night. Baruch Hashem, I'm, I'm not blind that I could see the fact that there's a light on. Baruch I have healthy emotions that I could get upset at my roommate. Wow, look at that one. How crazy would that be? Right? That's called living in the world of positivity and that. So nothing can bother you because ultimately you're turning everything around for yourself and for others. Yes, Yehuda. This has to do with like Lashon Hara, but Rabbi was saying uh, a while ago, or a few days ago, about you know that when you need to get something that's like off your chest. Right. As a listener, right? Good. I'm a listener. I'm being a listener. How can I determine? Yeah. If I'm do, if I should be, if I should shut it down, or I should stay and listen. Right. Great question. Great question. So as a listener, I was in. I just right. Right. But maybe I should have. Right. So so if so if you're there, if you you have to know yourself. If you're there to help the person, and not to. Right, so I'm saying, so if you're there to help the person, you can say to the person, I just want you to know, like, you know, you know, you've put it back on him. You could just listen. You, you're not macabre. You'll know, you know when someone's just coming to tell you Lashon Hara. And you can say, let's change the subject. But if someone's close to you, someone is in pain, someone is venting to you, especially you, Yehuda. Yehuda's a, you know, a sweet person, right? Yehuda's a... Yehuda, Yehuda Zikfried. Come on, Yehuda Zikfried. Right? So if someone's coming, if someone's coming, if someone's coming to really open up and they're they're laying they're they're opening up their heart to you because they're going through a hard time, okay, that's very different than sitting around and saying, Oh, my mother, my father, my roommate, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's coming to really open up. You could be very helpful by, by, you know, oh, Hashem should help you, whatever it is, or you give them an encouraging word. It's all how you receive it. You'll know. You know. You know when you're listening to you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Or you're really listening to help the person. That's a good question. Very good question. Is that, yeah? That's hard. It's, yeah, you have, to, you have to know. Yeah, Rebzev? Yeah, according to what you were saying here, that you're not allowed to say, when, when, if there's no singer bar, you're fed. 
friend Abedina, how about parents when he comes home say, uh, your teacher just said that your neighbor should bring angels? What, what do you mean? How could a parent? How I'm saying if a parent, I'm saying if a parent is trying to help the the, the child, he's not doing it to, right? Even though bring anger, the anger. I'm not, not going to bring anger. I mean, uh, the, the meaning you're saying you're saying it's going to bring upset. So good. That, that's a good point. You're you're. That's a good point. So a parent maybe would be careful to say, you know, what's going on in school. We got a call from your teacher. That could be different if you're trying to help out your child. Yeah, I hear. It's a good point. It's a sensitive point. It's a sensitive point. Very good. Sensitive. Because you're going to have the kid be angry at the teacher. Sensitive point. Very good. I don't know. You have to be careful how you say that also. Thank you, Rebzev. Very good. Beautiful. Shkoyach Rebzev. Very good question. Very sensitive question. I got that. Morty. Yeah. That what? Right, right, right. I'll be honest with you. I, I really like the question a lot. I think that that's something that I would want to look into more. Um, you know, I, I, I think you don't have to. You know, no, you don't have to be more. You don't have to be more specific. It's probably better not to be more specific. Yeah. Right. Well, right, but uh, but also remember. Right, that's true. Also, but remember, the 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 Chavetz Chaim says that if you're venting to someone, right, it's a really a mitzvah to listen to that person because if that person doesn't vent, they're going to spread lashon hara to a lot of people. So if someone bothers me, and I can go to somebody who I can confide in and I can open up to that person, that releases my anger, and I save the person as the listener. I could save their anger. I could help them with it. So you really have to know. And, and they let them let it out to you instead of, you know, yeah. the world. Yeah, correct, correct. That's what he says. If they need to let it out. What? If they need to let it out. Right, right. But more he's saying, but more he's saying, but let's say it's going to change your view of the person, so you have to be careful with that. I don't know. I, I, I like the question. I, I know one thing I do know. We'll have to look into it. But Chavitz Klein does say that if you're talking to someone and you're venting to that person. So that's a good thing. It depends how you're venting. When you're sitting around just talking about people, okay, that's Pasha Lashnara. But if you're opening up to someone and saying, my father's this, my mother's this, my spouse is this, my roommate's this, my neighbor's this, and it's really hard for me, and I'm going through a hard time, and they drive me crazy, blah, 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 and you're listening. So like Morty's saying, if I'm going to now start judging that other person, and I'm going to start looking at them, it could be you're not the right listener. I'm not sure. It's a good, it's, a, it's definitely something to be sensitive to. Yeah, we'll, we'll look more into it. But one thing we do know for sure is that to help someone and to listen to someone and for you to talk to someone about what you're upset about, about a person, about a situation, is something as the talker is a good thing. That is a good thing. That's a good thing to go over. Most of the time what happens is we talk to the wrong people about, about the things that are bothering us. If you go over to the right person and you speak to them and you say, listen, I'm going through this, this, and that, 
So it could help you. It could help you tremendously. I've had that myself many times where, where I'll speak to a good friend about something that's bothering me and I don't hold it in. And when you start speaking to that person, so then you, you already feel so much better just letting it out. And then you, your anger and your emotions, and sometimes if it's a really good person, they could say, you know what, you know, it's really, it's really about you. It's really not about the person. It's not your mother. It's not your father. It's really you. It's not this. It's not that. Obviously, you can't do that right away to somebody. You want to... Yeah, correct. That's already the, that's already the next level. Yes, Dovi. Um, so in the situation where the venting is going down, mm-hmm. um, let's say it does turn into Lashonara, let's say the person venting, the other person couldn't receive it well, turns into Lashonara, does that venter get liable? Whatever, yeah, whatever it is. I, I, that's a good question. I, I don't, I, that's a great question. I, you know, you have to pick the right person to vent to, and the listener has to know whether he's the right person to be listening to the venting. Yeah. I don't know. We, I, I have to look up that halacha again. Yeah, okay. I don't, but I'm saying it's easier said than done. I'm saying someone... Right, right. I don't know. I have to look into it more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Because someone sits there bashing someone, telling you about someone. You start... You know, that's what we were talking about psychologists. If, 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 you, if the psychologist is a guy, or the psychologist is a secular... Jew who's not Machbun on Lashar, and you're sitting there bashing somebody, and he's going to be Makabal, and he's going to not down the Kafskhus, it could be a problem. But the bottom line for us, just practically for us, I think that the more we could find the right people to talk to at the event, even though that wasn't even the discussion, but Yehuda's question is a very good question, that I believe is very, very important. Because a lot of us have things that we hold grudges, right? Right? We know it's not about, people say, I don't want to let him off the hook. He did so much wrong to me. I ain't letting him off the hook. So he said, it's not about letting him off the hook. It's about taking the hook out of your heart. It's not about letting the person off the hook. It's about removing the hook from your heart. So ultimately, it'll help you when you will vent. and will help you if you're mature enough and you're able to handle that. And hopefully, and as a listener, a good that's a good Shiloh Morty has, and we're all talking about Hashem should help us. All we can do is do what we're doing. What we're doing is we're learning the halachas. What we're doing is we're discussing how to see the good. What we're doing is we're discussing what to talk, <coughs> how to talk, and to remember that we have two ears and one, and, and one mouth. Right, Effie? We have two ears and one, one mouth, and that is um, to remind us to remind us that the more we listen, the better off we are. Now, that doesn't mean, right, I want to say this to those who are not big talkers, right? Usually it's the guys who talk so much have to learn to be quiet, and the guys who are so quiet need to talk a little bit more. The shot is that sometimes it's very important if you're a person who has things inside, it's very important sometimes to find somebody to speak things out and to be able to talk. A lot of times the big talker has to learn to not talk so much, and the less talker has to learn to maybe vent and to talk a little bit more. It's always like that in life, where Hashem gives you the talker, the Nisayan, to stop talking so much, and the quiet guy, the Nisayan, to open up a little bit more. So Hashem should help us to be able to know and to be very careful with what comes out of our mouth, to be very careful 
to to you know uh, for a person to be very careful and very sensitive. Especially one thing nowadays, which is also even more challenging, is with voice notes and writing texts and writing WhatsApps. Because a person, right? It used to be if you wanted to communicate to 200 people. I mean, when's the last time you'd be able to put, communicate to 200 people in, in in a millionth of a second? Now a person could put something on a group chat that's negative about someone, something, even if it's Jay, right? Just kidding. Even if he's just joking, and you could sit there and say Lashon Hara to hundreds of people in one second because of your negativity or whatever it is. So a person has to be extra careful, not only what comes out of his mouth, as the Chavetz Chaim tells us, because Lashon Hara is not just what you say in your mouth, it's even writing and expressing things you know, on, on, uh, on your phone as well. So Hashem should help us. And I just want to reiterate this. Learning not to speak Lashon Hara will change your life for the better in the fact that it'll make you a healthier person. I'm not even talking about Olam Haba. I'm not even talking about the Schar the, Va'onesh the, the in the next world. I'm not even talking about from a Ruchnia sense. I'm talking about just living as a negative person or a positive person. Because you want your house. I guarantee everybody here. You want your wife. You want your children. You want your house to be a house that is a positive house, a house that's a loving house. You want your children not to sit around and, and listen to you talk about everybody, but rather you want your place, your home, right? Especially when you go out in the outside world, the kid goes to school. What happens when your children go to school, right? They're going to get, the, the, the love is not going to be out in school, right? They're going to go ahead and they're going to go to work. Right? There's not always the love at work. But if your home is a home of love, your home is a home of support, your home is a home of stability and a strength, then you could withstand anything on the outside. And you know where that home begins with? That home begins with yourself today. That's where your home begins. It doesn't begin, right? Everyone's relying on their wife to, to, to right? We like to rely. Oh, when I get married, my wife's going to take care of... No, 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 no. Your wife that you're going to marry is the wife that you're beginning to pay for her right this moment, starting right now. And the more you're mockbid on being positive and loving and working on yourself, I guarantee when you'll sit and you'll meet your wife that she will be that same thing. Then you're going to be strength together. Strength together. And then your home will be power. Then you walk into your home after a long hard day and you get strength from your home, not weakness from your home. And that starts with each and every one of us. Yes, Michal. Um, my room's a little tricky because I'm going to give somebody a shout out but I'm not able to say his name. But one of my roommates for the past couple weeks has yeah. been every single night he's been reading Purity of Speech. No way. And this is a guy that, that, that does Purity of Speech now and I never ever hear him speak last year. So I asked him last night and I was like, why are you learning purity of speech at night? I'm saying it's a great thing. You also read a bunch of other books, but like, I never hear you speak much now ever. Like, why are you so focused on it? And he told me, he's like, he's like, step one is not speaking much now. Like, step two is not even saying things that will make other people, like, the word used is dust. I mean, if you think of dust, he's like, 
say things that might even make other people think Lashon Hara. Like, that's how committed they are. Like, it's obvious this guy is one of probably the best guys in this yeshiva. Definitely people's favorite because he doesn't, you never ever hear him speak. Not only do you not hear him speak Lashon Hara, you even hear him say things that make people want to think of Lashon Hara. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Hashem should help us. That, 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 that's inspiring to hear that, Michal. Thank you for sharing that. Hashem should inspire and should help all of us to be Zoha today and every day, to work on ourselves, and to be able to somehow create create within our in our day the ability to to see the good in other people, to see the good in ourselves, to forgive ourselves, to forgive other people, to be able to move forward. Right? Most of Lashon Hara is living in your past because you have grudges, you're upset at people, you want to sort of you know, get it out, you want to get it out. You don't have to get it out that way. There are many ways for a person to work on himself. Hashem should help us. We should all be zoche not to speak Lashonara today, us and all the Jewish people. Okay, I'm very excited um, and a little bit nervous at the same time to begin this next uh, piece. Um, usually uh, the teachings in Mesil Shisharim, I, this year I did it a little bit different where I continued from where we were up to last year. So right now um, we're teaching and I'm teaching and we're talking about Prakim that are much later on in Masil Susharim. And it's um, in general the Masil Susharim is obviously is is uh, is complex and it's something that we have to learn and chazer over every day and get clarity. And this Mida that we're gonna talk about is a very heavy, heavy character trait. It's Parak twenty two, Chavbez, which means you have already accomplished a lot. So we're going to be talking about something that seems to be very mundane and simple, but it's a very high level, and it's something that we all can have a connection to, and it's something that brings actual, probably, all the gifts that you can imagine. Any gift that you can imagine of life comes through this midah. And this midah that we're talking about is the midah of anava to be humble. So we want to explore humility from the eyes and the heart and the neshama and the understanding of the Ramchal. So let's begin with this parak. Now what's beautiful about humility, which we're going to talk about, what's beautiful about Anava is it sort of gives a person the ability to be honest with himself. And it gives a person the ability not to be so perfect It gives a person the ability to make mistakes. It gives a person the ability to realize that he is human. A lot of the challenges that we have as people is we have these false expectations. We live in a world of image. right? You guys are more tuned into that that than I am. I didn't grow up. I'm not a a teenager. I didn't have the social media. I I I don't even understand it. I'm from a different generation where I don't really understand how it works. But the way I understand it, maybe you guys can help me understand a little bit more, is that it's all about image. It's all about how people perceive you 
and how you look at people and you perceive them. It's nothing further than the truth. It's nothing further than the truth. Anava, as the Ramchal is going to describe, is not something that is what we think it is. It's not something a person walking around, right? We think of the humble person, of a person walking around and he's acting certainly physically, he's acting humble, which we will talk about. There are certain character traits that show humility. A person not talking so much. A person not always having to, I don't know if they do it anymore, to call shotgun. I could sit in the back. I don't have to be the first guy. I could be a second guy. I could be a third guy. I don't have to be the first guy running to get my food, whatever it is. There are character traits that we will talk about, that the Ramchal will show us how it helps a person to be more humble. However, says Ramchal, the first thing he says very clearly, and it's interesting because in the entire Sefer, he doesn't use this language. In the entire Sefer, he doesn't say this language, but over here he uses a language that is so strong. And the Ramchal uses the words, Ein ba'olam ra mehem. There is nothing in the world, I mean, that's a very strong statement. And the Ramchal is not just trying to be, to get our attention. Ramchal is trying to teach us something. Says the Mesil Shisharim, Ein ba'olam ra mehem. Who is, who is someone who people despise? Somebody who people despise is somebody who looks one way on the outside and acts a different way on the inside. And the reason he says that over there, over here, is because he's talking about being humble. He's saying humility begins on the inside. And then it overflows until the outside, as opposed to the opposite. People who are trying to be humble on the outside, but they don't have humility on the inside, and we're going to learn about it. As David Amalek says, the Hayisi Shuffle Be'enai, that inside yourself you feel a humility, that's what's more important. That in your mind first, and in your actions second. Now we'll talk about the actions also, which means sometimes you can meet a person who you think is this big Balgaiva, Oh, and he's this big executive, or he's this big person, and he looks and he walks a certain way, and you think he's a Balgaiva, but it could be he's the most humble person in the world. Deep down inside, he knows his place. He knows it's all from Hashem. These are things we'll talk about. He's very respectful to other people. He learns from other people. This we'll learn about all the things that, he, that, that the humble person has. He realizes where he comes from. He understands that he has weaknesses. He understands that he's not perfect. He understands that I can be, I can be who I am. He's, he's in touch with himself. You see the Balgaiva, I'll get to you in a second. Who's, who's Yisrael? I'll get to you in a second. See, the Balgaiva is someone who's not in touch with himself. The Balgaiva is somebody who has to prove to other people to say, oh, I got to be larger than life. I can't just be me. I can't be me with my challenges. I can't be me with my shortcomings. I can't be me with this. I can't say that I have trouble with anything. I can't fail at anything. If you think about it like this, if you're a humble person and you're not afraid to fail, because a humble person is not afraid to fail, what's wrong with failing? What's wrong with failing? So I failed. If you're not afraid to fail, think about it. If you're not afraid to fail, you ultimately would do anything. You would do anything. 
Because what do I have to worry about? What's the worst, what's the worst that's going to happen? I won't get it right, so I'll try something else. I'll try it again. So what's wrong? I'm insecure, so what? What's wrong with being insecure? So I grew up a certain way, so what's wrong with that? So yeah, I had a tough childhood. Yeah, what's the big deal? I don't get along with my parents. I don't get along with my wife. I don't get along with my kids. I don't get along with my boss. A humble person can just say, yeah, I got a problem. I got problems. I got problems. I got a lot of problems. Like I've said to this many times, you're dating a girl with a thousand problems. Take her in a second if she admits and she's working on her problems. If she's got thousands of problems, but she's like, yeah, I got thousands of problems, but you know what? I'm going to get through these problems. And I accept my problems. I want to hear more. Please tell me more problems that I have. Please, please. I want to hear more about myself. I want to hear more deficiencies about myself. Not that I have low self-esteem and I'm going to crawl. You know who the guy who crawls back in bed and puts his covers over? And this is going to sound so, so the opposite of what you think. The guy who crawls under his bed, and we've all done that. We've all been there. Where we hide from our problems. That's the Balgaiva. You know why? What's wrong with saying, admitting, saying, I got problems. I have challenges. Things are difficult for me. I'm having difficulty. What's wrong with that? It's refreshing. The humble person is refreshing. The depressed person has an ego, has a lot of ego. Why? Because why did this happen to me? I'm supposed to be different. I'm supposed to be like this. Right? A guy who says, I'm supposed to be. I should be happy. I should. I should be happy. I should. Right? He uses the word should thousands and thousands of times. The ego person is all about his image. And when he doesn't have that image, he's destroyed inside. He has no connection. That's where authentic, sustainable happiness, let alone emotional health, comes from one's connection to reality. Reality is the humility which we will talk about. Question, comments, please. That's a little bit of an intro, and then we'll get to the specifics of how to be humble. Yisrael will first. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, exactly. That's what the Ramchal, no, so exactly what you're saying, Israel. The Ramchal saying, the more humble that you're on inside, it will pour on the outside. As opposed to a person who's inside doesn't have humility, and then he's trying to do things on the outside, and the person looks at him and says, you're not humble. He's trying. Okay, good. good. It's not talking about somebody who's not, not, not trying. He's trying, he's, he's telling us, he's, he's not... He's not, he's not judging the person who's like that. He's just saying humility starts inside out, not outside in. Doesn't work the other way. Doesn't work the other way. Right. Who I am really. Right, correct, correct, correct. It's not, it's not like Zrezus where he says, if I do something on the outside, it'll affect my inside, which is true also. He will talk about that. He will talk about that. But he's illustrating, not illustrating, he's emphasizing the fact that humility ain't, ain't it easy. It's not that easy. It's not so easy to be humble just to go like this and to walk around humble. That will help you if you deep down have that. Morty, you were next, and then Ari, and then... Yeah, I was going to say, uh, and sure. it, goes, it goes hand in hand with expectations. Mm-hmm. You expect certain things that Yes, yes, yeah. correct. Now, 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 something that Morty's saying, what people think is the humble person, right, is not going to accomplish so much. It's the exact opposite. Moshe Rabbeinu, humblest of all. Moshe Rabbeinu, talk about a legend. Avram Avinu says what? 
Anochi offer ve'efer in the Bible. It says it in the Torah. Anochi offer ve'efer. I'm humble, humble. Avram Avinu was like the man. Right? David Hamelech, the warrior, not the warrior, the warrior, the warrior who who killed and killed and killed. He couldn't build build the base of Mikdash because he was that guy. You imagine him with those golden things, with the thing running around, killing everybody. David Hamelech says what? He's the worm. He's the one who's in touch with himself. Yes, yeah, Smokey, and then um, Shua. That's the case of Moshe. Was yes. Hashem, even after Hashem told him to bring him, he said no. Right, correct. So that's too much, isn't that too much humility? Oh, oh, good, good. So it got to a point where Hashem's like, whoa, 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 come on, let's get moving. But but you see from Moshe, I mean, first of all, I don't know if there is too much humility. Right? It says, ma'od, ma'od. Not too much humility. You know why? Because the bigger, the more humble you make yourself the stronger you become. And ultimate humility is connecting yourself to Hashem. So the more you connect to Hashem, that's Moshe Rabbeinu, the more he gets humble. Now we have to understand what humility is, because we understand humility as like, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not... No! No, it's the exact opposite. Humility is, I'm humble enough to realize that I have a purpose, and I have a mission, and I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Not to follow my mission. Yes, sure, and then we'll... Good point, though, Moki, good point. So, in a sense, if I'm still correct, the ego is also a form of being a Balgaiva. 100%. 100%. Ego, ego is a hard word to talk about because in psychology it means there are different styles of ego, different stages of ego. Ego, it depends what... There is something called an appropriate sense of self. An ego, just for our terms, I'm not talking about textual terms. A healthy, right, it's hard because ego, ego, they say, ego is Rosh Tevis etching God out. Ego is like, oh, it's all about me. It's all about me. What, who, who said that line? What is it? Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That's the difference. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's the exact opposite. Moshe Rabbeinu was always thinking about other people. Avram Avinu was always is, is the is the Amud Achesed. He's always thinking about other people. David Amelech is the Melech, is the king. He's worried about everybody. So the humble person is a person who has a who has a very realistic sense of himself. I want to say this. <clears throat> I know this is the line that I've said many times. It's very important. I'm going to just um, and then Ari, we'll get to you in a second. That authentic, sustainable health, happiness, let alone emotional health, coming from one's connection to reality. There's nothing more realistic or real than being humble. What does that mean, that being humble? It's knowing the truth of who you are. And that truth of who you are comes with the negative and the positive. Being in tune to who you are can be, and the Ramchal says it. When a person says, you know what? So, I don't have such good uh, intelligence. So, you know what? My parents, I didn't have such a good childhood. You know what? I had this problem. But you know what? I happen to be good with computers. You know what? I'm actually very good with my hands. You know what? I'm pretty good with people. You know what? I, uh, I really know how to persevere and know how to do it. It's called being tuned in with who you are in truth. It's not lying to yourself. It's not giving yourself 
this image, because I want to say something. Your truth. image, that is the truth. Your image, ready for this, guys? Your image is your image of negativity also. The world of social media is all an image of, of a lie of everything is all beautiful. But you know what? Your image that everything is dark is as equally false and as equally of a lie as the image that everything is great. It's equally of a lie. Just like you might hate the fact that in social media, right, this is what they say, everyone just posts all the good things and all the this and all the that, and there's nothing true about that. So too the depressed person who's all in his head about how terrible he is, that's equally of an illusion as the guy who's pretending to be so great. Um, Rav Simcha Rabba and then Ari? Just uh, one of the holy uh, brothers there, I was saying to me that... Um, if so why doesn't he say it himself? Let's ask him. <laughs> no, come on, yes. Uh, thank you, Sorry, Rabbi. I'll say it. We're talking about on video. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The reason that would bring me down is someone once put on the chat, it was a great line, the problem is never the problem. It's the fact that I have a problem. Or that I think no one has a problem. Right, which is correct, which is, it's not the problem that's the problem. That's not the problem. It's the fact that I think that it's a problem to have a problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's not the actual problem. That's what I'm saying. So a guy goes and says, I got a problem. Okay, so you got a problem. What, what do mathematicians do with problems? What do they do, Yossi? They solve them. They solve them. If you have a problem, then solve it. Oh, but I don't know how to solve it. Guess what? That's why we're part of a beautiful yeshiva with a lot of guys who've solved and are continuously solving problems. Right? And, and, I, and I want to say, and I want to say something. I want to say something. I have, I have problems, and I have challenges, and I have shortcomings. I, for real, just like anybody else, I'm a regular person. The difference might be, is that I've, I've suffered from my problems longer than you, you guys have suffered from your problems, and and I've been hurt from my problems maybe longer than you guys, and I know a little bit more just because I've been on this planet a little bit longer to know that it's not the end of the world to have a problem. And that what you could do is you could call up your friend, and you could ask a Rebbe, and you could call up somebody, and you could read a book, and you could daven to Hashem, and you could figure it out. But you know what? What's interesting about what you're saying, Yassi, is that is that, that is the ultimate problem. And that's what I was saying. When you're dating the girl and she's got a hundred problems, 
That's beautiful. If she wants to work on her problems. But when you're dating that girl who has three problems and you're happy, oh, she's only got three problems, who cares? She doesn't want to work on herself. Who cares? What's wrong? Imagine that. It's one of the strengths of our yeshiva here. One of the strengths of our yeshiva here is that we're not afraid to say, okay, so I, got, I don't know. So I have trouble with this. I have trouble with that. Does that help? Make sense? What's wrong if my mood is affected? Yeah. Good. So what's wrong with putting things on the side burner? I've put things on the side burner for longer than anybody here, or it could be everybody here, put together. I've been procrastinating for many years, many things longer, because I've had more years to procrastinate. So what's wrong with that? I have weaknesses. I'm lazy. I procrastinate. Okay. That's why I love this. Is why this is why I love this parak. It's one of my favorite prakim in the entire Masil Susharim, because it takes off all the pressure. And it makes you actually, you know what? It makes a person happy. You know why? Because if a person is sad, ready for this one? There's nothing wrong with being sad. What? What? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being sad. People get sad. And you know what? When you start accepting the fact that you could be a little bit sad, you could be down, you know what starts happening? Start becoming happy. Because you're okay with being sad. That's, that's where this ends up going. And the more you connect to this, that's why the humble person, he says it. He says it at the end. I mean, I'll have to foreshadow a little bit one of my favorite lines. Asasa anava ekev. You know this from some Karaba, probably. Of course you know this. Shouldn't have even asked that. Of course he knows this. Asasa anava akev. It's such a crazy line. Ready for this? Asasa anava akev. Not a line, it's a Yushalmi, if I'm correct. Yes, it's a Yushalmi. Yushalmi says, Asasa, not because I knew the Yushalmi, because I knew the Masil Zizharim. Asasa, Anava, Akev, Lesulyasa. He makes Anava, I'm sorry. Masha, Asasa, Chachma, Atara, Leroisha. What the Chachma makes a crown for his head, the humble person makes for the sole of his shoe. So basically what that means is the un of the humble man puts the chacham in his back pocket. That's basically what it means. The humble person is so tuned in to the truth. And he's such a happy guy. You know why he's a happy guy? Because there's nothing that could throw him off. Because he's okay being thrown off. So how could anything throw me off if it's okay that I'm dumb? It's okay that I'm immature. It's okay that I'm a Baltaiva. It's okay that I've done things wrong. It's okay. I'm human. It's okay that, that I have uh, the upbringing that I've had. It's okay that I have the insecurities, the anxiety, dot, dot, dot. It's okay. It's okay. And once you start living like that, then you're in big trouble. In a good way, then you're in big trouble. Because then you're going to start getting nervous. Because then you'll be like, whoa, now I have responsibility which is the irony of Moshe Rabbeinu, Avram, David Melech, all the warriors, all the powerhouses are humble. Because it's okay if I fail. It's okay if I cry. It's okay if I don't cry. 
I don't have to cry. Who says I have to cry? I'm not in touch with my emotions. Okay. So who says you have to be in touch with your emotions? Don't be in touch with your emotions. Oh, now you might start getting in touch with your emotions. It doesn't have to be the way you think it has to be. Because I know, therefore now I have a potential. Okay, good. You, you already went to the next step. We're not, that, 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 you don't even have to get to that, Rabbi Simcharach. If you're chasing the cry, you're not going to cry. But it's okay if you don't cry. It's okay. You don't have to cry. Some people are, some people are so tense. I want to cry. I don't want to cry. If you cry, oh, I don't want to cry. And if you don't cry, I want to cry. It's okay. You don't have to be so in touch with your emotions. Why do you have to? Who says you have to be so in touch with your emotions? You don't have to be. How's that? Okay, sorry. Rabbi Fisher is being a big, big machadish, saying you don't have to be so in touch. With, how could that be? Yeah, you don't have to be so in touch with your emotions. You could be someone who's a little bit disconnected. It's okay. But you have to be. You don't have. That is being in touch. You don't have to be. That is being in touch with reality. That is. That's why I'm saying authentic. Authentic, sustainable happiness, let alone emotional health, comes from your connection to reality. The reality is, I have trouble being in touch with my emotions. Am I crying? Okay, shkoyach. That's emotional health. Emotional health doesn't mean that you're so in tuned with everything. Emotional health means that you are in tuned with the fact that you're not in tuned with everything. The fact that I hate this guy. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. That is being honest with yourself. I can't stand that guy. We spoke about this the other day. Yes, what did you want to say? And we'll wrap up. Get the Ilam. What's the Ilam doing? They're missing. They're missing, the, they're missing reality. Why is being depressed in bed? This is about yeah. Why is being depressed in bed a conflict from uh, being from humility? Right. Why can you have humility and, and, and know that you're depressed in bed? Right. Good. So, uh, first of all, I love the question. You hear, I, I, I love the question. Very, very, um, very, very good point. Um, so first of all, you could be. You could be. All, all my point is, is that what happens to the humble person is the humble person will become motivated. A humble person is motivated because he has no reason not to be motivated. Because the reason that we're not motivated is because we have this image and we have th- these expectations and that I have to be perfect I have to be this, I have to be that. He's depressed in bed. He obviously knows he's not perfect. Yeah, but I'm saying a depre- depressed is, uh, the word depressed is, is, is not, is, is not, it, 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 there's not, there's no reason. Okay, you're, 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 you're focusing on that. Because the, the, the guy thinks he deserves perfect. Right. Again, what was it? Wait a second. Let, let's, let's, just get, let, let's just get your question. What's your question? I, I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that is that a person who's humble and is, who's in touch with himself and it's okay that he's not perfect won't mind being involved in things. Why do people stay away from crowds? Why do people not like to go into crowds? Because they get anxiety. There's something called social anxiety. But when a person accepts the fact that I'm uncomfortable, then he'll go into the crowd. It's only because he has expectations. Most of the time, a guy sitting in bed, I'm just using that as an example, who's depressed in bed, is because he has a big fear. And he doesn't want to face something because something's going to happen. 
That's all I'm saying. The humble, right? Some people, yeah. I'm saying, but 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 even the humble. I'm saying the humble, the real humble person, Ari, is not afraid to do things. So if he's not afraid to do things, that you're 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 looking at it more lumpy. Meaning, why nobody nobody no no it's fine. Nobody no no it's good it's fine. Ari, nobody wants to sit in bed and do nothing in bed. Nobody. The only reason people sit in bed and do nothing is because they're afraid. They're afraid of something. The humble person is not afraid, because what's he afraid of? He's afraid of rejection? It's okay. okay. Reject me. I have what to be rejected about. It's okay. Right. He's the most confident. He's not afraid. Hashem should help us all. Yes, Nisanel. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, okay, good, good, yeah, okay, you're, 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 so make your own, you'll make your own quote to that, yeah, I hear, I hear, doesn't mean his quote's not a true quote, it's just you're, you're putting, you're coming from the other angle, 100%, yes, Rabbi Meyer. Well, what I was thinking about getting out of bed is that sometimes because a person is not, it's not an honor. They're expecting, they, they want to, they don't want to fail, and then right. they have fear of failure, right. they do right. self destructive behavior, like they stay up late at night, and they don't want to get out of bed, right. they're afraid they're going to try and fail, right. so it all comes from the fact that they're, they're, they don't want to, they don't want right. to make mistakes. Right, 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 or they have to be perfect, they have to be perfect, but who says I have to be perfect? Why, why can't I, why can't I, why can't I make a lot of mistakes? I've made mistakes, I'll continue to make mistakes, it's okay. And there's not, you, you've gained so much respect with Many yes. of us, we turn around parents that they do one thing, they say one thing, and they do the other thing. And if you want respect from your kids, if you tell them, hey, daddy made a mistake, you gain so much respect. That's true. Go ahead, Krupsi. I want to say something on what Rip Tzvi is saying. The, 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 most, the most inspiring thing, I think, for all of us, and Rip Tzvi is saying in kids, and it's so true, is that because you'll see it more with your kids. Because when your kids, right, you have to be the father. You got it. Ha- you have to. You have to have it all together. The most beautiful thing to do as a parent, because I've 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 done it many times. Not as much as I need needed to do it, and not as much as I need to do it. But as Hashem, Hashem will help me do it more. Is to be able to say in publicly in front of your kids, or to say to a kid individually to your child, to say, "I'm sorry, I made a mistake." I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Or to say to your wife in front of your children. Or to say, you know, the way I spoke to mommy the other day, or the way I spoke to mommy and I acted, was not, I've said this to my, to my children, to my children, uh, not enough times to say, you know, don't learn from what I, the way I spoke to mommy. Or don't learn from the way I acted at this time. Don't, don't learn from me. And I made a mistake. And I, I'm getting emotional now as I'm just saying it because, because you know why you know why it's emotional is because because it's true because I have shortcomings and I and I and I don't always treat my wife the way I need to and I don't always treat my kids the way I need to and you know what it, it, it's it's okay I'm human it's okay I'm a, I'm a human being I want to be a great husband I want to be a great father and 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 I work at it but I'm saying but it's okay to be. It's okay to be human. That's what, that's what being humble, and, and it's not the humble that we think it is. That's why it's in chapter 20, 
21, 20, I'm sorry, 22. That's why it's Chav Bez in Mesil Zisharim. Hashem should help us. Hashem should help us. Yeah, right? Hashem should help us all. Hashem should help us all because as we're going to learn over the next few weeks, as we're going to learn... Yes, Rabbi. What's the definition of Right, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, I, well, stay tuned the next few weeks. Right, that's what I was just going to say. Right, the, the journey the next few weeks um, <coughs> will help us understand the, the beauty. That's why we have the Mesil Sharm to teach us of what Anava is. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha to understand the true meaning of what it is to be an Anav, to be a true Anav. And, and part, of, part, of, part, of, part of being an Anav is a person getting excited and to say, I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to create a great day, even if I trip and fall on my face. And the only way a person can do that when he realizes is that today is day one. It's not one day. One day you're going to change this, and one day I'm going to change that. No, 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 no. It's not one day. It's day one. I'm sorry? Uh, today is, one, is day one of one day changing the world. So what? Today? Day one of one day changing the world. Beautiful. Yeah. Changing myself, according to you. Yeah. <laughs> my, my world, me. My That's world. your Lishitascha. Yeah. I got to come to your room. I heard your room is the. Uh, is, uh, you really do. Right? Okay. Hashem should help, guys. Hashem should help each and every one of us. Oh, Matis. Matis monk. Matis monk, and I have to, and I have to, I gave it earlier, but I have to give a beautiful, talk about a humble, talk about a humble person, talk about a humble person, I have to give a tremendous, it's hard to even say welcome, because uh, he is part of, he's just part of everything, just to have Yehuda Hatzadik Schwimmer back in the house. The only, the only thing that, the only thing that's hard now is because now when I go to the old city, he's going to have to come with me. Because one of the excitements when I go to the yeshiva in the old city is I get to see Yehuda. So, so we got to figure that out. You have to come with me. Okay, okay. Hashem should help us all. We should be zocha to, to be in touch with reality. Through that, we'll be zocha to happiness, sustainable happiness, emotional health, let alone emotional health. And we'll be zocha to live today as the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.